Welcome back to That 70s Card Show. I'm your host, John Keating, and I thank you for joining me as I take a look back at the cards and the culture of the very colorful 1970s. We'll revisit a more simple time in our hobby by taking a deep dive into the sets and the stats with a generous amount of dad facts sprinkled in. That 70s Card Show is currently sponsored by Nobody. If you have a comment or suggestion, I urge you to drop me a line at that70scardshow at gmail.com, that70scardshow on Facebook, or at 70s card on Twitter. All spelled out, no numbers. This week's episode is a 1v1 with Ray Fonia, also known as Ray from Philly. So sit back and enjoy my discussion with Ray Fonio. Thank you. All right, Ray Fonio, welcome to that 70s card show. Ray is well known as Ray from Philly throughout our hobby. Not only is he a frequent guest across many platforms, but he is the host of his own YouTube channel, Ray from Philly, where he provides great content on vintage cards. You may notice that Ray and I speak the same regional dialect of the English language. After hearing him speak and listening to his wisdom, I was convinced we had a lot in common, which we'll we'll get into here in a minute. I was also intrigued by his pet project, the Baseball Card Hall of Fame, now in its, I believe, third year with the new inductees recently enshrined. Uh, Ray, give us a little about your front front of card information, your name, uh, your occupation, if you want to tell us, and kind of what you do in the hobby here. It's all yours. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, I was born 1967, um, born in, uh, for a few years in South Philadelphia, but my hometown where I was raised was in Upper Darby, PA. <clears throat> and uh, so my favorite sport is obviously baseball. Favorite team is uh, the Phillies. And uh, my favorite era is the 70s because that was my that was my golden era to uh, collect cards. And that's when I started was in the 70s. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's to me growing up being a Mike Schmidt fan and the Phillies fan. That was their, in my opinion, their best era. So I knew nothing about their previous past or history. Uh, since I started watching baseball, it was like 1975, and the Phillies were a winning team that year and then went to three straight division titles. So that's all I knew. So I always thought this was the normal. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. So listen, I'm going to back up a second here because uh, uh, we've both been on uh, Dr. James Beckett's show, uh, and I, I found something out from you that – had a, a commonality with me is I didn't realize until probably the mid seventies, mid to late seventies that I was actually raised by Philadelphia A's fans. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because my, my mom told me that the A's were the team in Philadelphia. So you, you talk about what came before the mid seventies with the Phillies. I had no idea about the Philadelphia A's and uh, that they had fans. If they had fans, why did they leave the city? Right. So uh, it's, it was an inter interesting moment in my life, you know, 10, 11 years old to find out that, we came from a, you know, I came from A's fans, uh, yeah. which, which was pretty cool. Right. So, yeah. And you're right about those, those mid seventies, Phillies, 76, 77, 78 division champs never could get over the hump. Right. We lost to the right. Dodgers a couple of times. Uh, the reds couldn't get past the reds. Uh, I think it was worth the wait, right. When 19, when 1980 rolled around, it was oh, definitely for sure. worth the wait. So that was the, the first great moment in uh, Philadelphia sports history in my life. Um, yeah, I'm not so. a big hockey fan, but that was my thing. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you mentioned Schmitty, right. Uh, yep. oddly enough, I grew up, uh, you know, I love the Phillies. We'd go to all the games. Uh, I went to the all-star game in 76. I went to game one, Bob Walk, the 80 World Series. Thankfully, my dad worked for a company that was generous with season tickets. Mm -hmm. uh, 
but I collected Carl Yastrzemski for some reason, because back then we couldn't see American league players. Right. right? And uh, I'm wondering if you had somebody outside of the Phillies or a team that you followed. Yep. Uh, and, and who was that? Uh, well, when I grew up in upper Darby, um, <clears throat> there was this new thing that started coming out in the late seventies called cable television <laughs> prism, so, right? <laughs> prism and all that. And uh, so we were the first uh, family on our street to get cable TV and wow. we had uh, channel 11 WPIX, which hosted the, all the Yankees games. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I don't like the Mets, but I always respected the Yankees and their history with Ruth and Garrick and DiMaggio. Yep. So, um, if I wasn't watching the Phillies, I was watching the Yankees and a player that I was always glued to was Reggie Jackson. Homeboy, and, right? He's, yeah, he's, 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 he's one of our guys. He's from Winco PA, which yep. is not far from here. Yep. And uh, yeah, so he was another guy that I really, really elevated to uh, uh, other than Schmidt. And there's your A's connection too, right? Because yeah, there's was, another A's connection. Yeah, he was putting it together. So yeah, I remember Reggie Jackson was the first player I was aware of that was from our area. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was... I. I he grew up right outside uh, Philadelphia. I think he went to Cheltenham High School, which was next the next yeah. school from where I was uh, when I was in the city. So, mm-hmm. so let's uh, let's go back to Little Ray here. Little Ray, when did you first realize this was a hobby? You know, corner store stuff, that kind of oh, thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My grandfather. Yeah, I started in the late seventies, and um, my brother, who's older than I am, he was collecting cars. But uh, you know, I was much younger than him. I didn't pay really that much attention to. Him. Right. So until um, he got too old for it. And then it kind of got passed down to me. OK. In the late 70s. And that's when, you know, I just uh, I, I think the selling point for me that kind of glorified it into something more prestigious was when I went into a little uh, convenience store in South Philadelphia and saw a magazine, the first baseball card magazine that had cards on the front of a magazine. And when you see something like that on a magazine back then. Right. That was like a big deal. Right. Right. You know, so that yeah. just, you know, exemplified the, the cards even more to me when you're like, wow, they're in a magazine. Made it real. Worth a lot of money. You know, yeah. It wasn't about the money, but it was just seeing yeah. them on a magazine and reading articles about cards. I'm like, there's people out there like me. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. And I like to say that I'm a bit of an introvert. So I like to say that it's kind of hobby you can do with people uh, or without. And I, you know, I sit in a room for hours and hours and hours, you know, sorting my cards and, unwrapping them, all that stuff. So, so let me ask you, I have, uh, you know, I gave you a little questionnaire ahead of time to prepare you. Uh, mm-hmm. When did you catch the bug? When did you realize was it? Was when you saw those magazines or was it? Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I, that was 1978. And what did 70. your brother have? What kind of, uh, I'm always <laughs> interested because I'm, I tell people I'm self-made, right? I didn't inherit mm-hmm. any collection. My mom threw away my brother's cars. And I remember a 73 Willie Mays in a Mets uniform on top of the box. And I never saw the box again. So I started <laughs> new. What, what did your brother have? What, what he what he kind was of collecting, uh, he's five years older than I am. So he was collecting oh. in the late sixties, early seventies. Oh, good for so you. And <laughs> his players that he loved were Johnny Bench and Roberto yeah. Clemente. I see a lot of Johnny Bench on your uh, YouTube thing. So yeah. I was wondering what the connection was there. Johnny uh-huh. Bench, you can't deny that. The, and I, uh, one of my episodes, I, I mentioned how the, uh, when I was talking about 76 tops, the Reds, uh, best offensive team in my lifetime. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it was 70, was it 76 where they led everybody in all categories? You know, yeah. The major leagues, right? So yeah. crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, I like to I like to point out and call out the enablers in our life, right? My mm-hmm. mom enabled me with my collection. Uh, would you have any enablers, teachers, siblings, parents? You know, bribed yeah. you with 
packs? <laughs> that would definitely be my grandfather. Your grandfather. Um, An A's fan, I hope, right? He was a Philadelphia A's fan nice. to no end. Uh, I heard so many stories about Mickey Cochran and Jimmy <laughs> yeah. Fox and Lefty Grove. Um, and he handed down some things that, uh, you know, that he would get at Shy Park. Like uh, when they had a giveaway, when Connie Mack was celebrating his 50th Golden Jubilee, I have those mag- books and magazines wow. that they gave out in the early 50s. So he was the one that uh, started me. And but he was a collector himself with coins and stamps and right. cards. So he took me to a friend of his house that had a collection in his basement. Mind you, this is in the 70s. Um, and he had uh, tremendous cars that were framed up on the walls. Like he had these before display cases back then, you, how you right. was on, was all framed. And I was, yeah. it just, it just drew to me even more first the magazine. Then you see them in the wall and, and framed it just like, wow, it blew my mind. So he gave me the huge bug <laughs> right. of forever was my grandfather. Well, one of the things we like, I think about and most collectors will, will say uh, is there's an art in every card. Right. And uh, right. to see it on the wall, you know, that, that verifies it. Just does it something, art. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, 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 we do, we have stuff, I've got stuff all over, but just a stack of, uh, factory sets behind me is, mm-hmm. is, is something I enjoy looking at when right. I come down the stairs. So, all right. So we talked about Schmidt. Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know how you felt about a Schmidt right off the bat, but it's funny. Our house was divided. My dad always called him a bum, said he didn't hustle, but he was my, <laughs> my uh, next oldest brother's favorite player. But, uh, obviously he's the greatest Philly of all time. Yeah. Uh, I assume you have, are you consider yourself a Schmidt super collector? You have all his stuff or is I have a lot of his stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, he was all my all time favorite and, uh, my grandfather pointed out to me from the very beginning that he saw something special in him. Oh, right from the beginning. Um, uh, you know, he, the, before Schmidt, the only premier power hitter third baseman was Eddie Matthews. Right. So he always felt that he could break Eddie Matthews's record for all time home runs at third base in a season and all time, which he did end up yeah, doing. Yeah. So it's yeah, that wise was man, right? Yeah. Cause yeah. you know, you talk about Brooks Robinson and uh, I, I recently commented to somebody on Twitter about, you know, who was better than him. I said, well, Schmidt could do it with the glove. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, which a lot of people don't realize the guy was a brilliant uh, third baseman, but yeah. you know, we know about the games he could win with a bat. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that's what makes him stand out. I think he's the greatest third baseman of all time. Yeah, so I think I. we'd have a hard time. Uh, somebody, would not win that argument, especially with us. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, what do you think about, you know, you know, you know a lot about these cards and I'm not necessarily referring to today because the technology today is awesome, right? We, the cards mm-hmm. are beautiful, but you know, I have my theories about the cards of the seventies, uh, a little bit different than the fifties and the sixties. Uh, you have any thoughts on the designs of the seventies, anything that stands out or any differences from mm-hmm. previous decades? Yeah. I love the seventies. Uh, I think, you know, the fifties are, um, they were really beautiful. Um, they didn't really start using real pictures till 57. So a lot of them before that, they're more like artwork, which I have no problem with. I think they look spectacular, but I think in the seventies, you really started to see the elevation of action shots, like the 71 months in, right, and then right. you start seeing pictures in motion like Jim Palmer or Carlton. And right. it just, it brought the game to life a little bit more. Whereas before it was just the player, now is more so the player and the game. 
Yeah, sure. And the designs are awesome in the 70s. Yeah, I love the designs. And one of the things that uh, I, th- I think the game for many, many years was, you know, flannel uniforms, right? And the, the ballparks mm-hmm. were all the same. And then all of a sudden, the 70s, we had, <laughs> you know, sideburns, beards, mustaches, long hair, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, white cleats. I know they came along a little bit before the, the 70s uh, with the A's. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you saw everything just went crazy. The uniform, even the uniforms, right? We talk about art. Right. I, I love the uniforms because the uniforms essentially didn't change for many, many years. And then right. the 70s rolled up and it was, I guess it was the A's had a big role of that in, yeah. in that in the early 70s. Yeah. All right. Let me ask you a question here. Uh, you're, you're, you know, again, you're from the same uh, generation I am. Do you consider yourself a seller? Do you sell a lot of your stuff or are you strictly no. a collector? I'm strictly a collector. I'll, I'll sell only if I had to, to use that to buy something else that I might want, but right. uh, nah, not really for the most not, part. I'm collector. It's yours. I've had that argument with people. I don't look at it as inventory. It's my collection. And it, right. I sell duplicates, but uh, other than that, it's, you know, these are my cards, right? It's right. my collection. Exactly. Uh, let's see here. I'm going down the list here. Uh, what do you think about speaking of that? What do you think about today's, uh, gang of collectors slash investors and their methods? I mean, I, I applaud them, but, uh, you know, are, are you up to date on all the, uh, you know, the breaks and all that stuff? What's your, it's a little crazy today. It's overwhelming. Um, a lot of data, uh, right? There's a lot of data. a lot of information you have to study. And if you go to a big show, you know, nowadays, uh, I see a lot of the younger person when I say younger, in like twenties, early thirties, and they're just bringing briefcases with money and they're throwing cart uh, money down. And it's more like a business now, whereas it's crazy. It's, it's yeah. uh, you know, and I had not to say there's anything wrong with trying to make a buck on it or something, but uh, I remember going to shows in the late eighties uh, and the nineties, it was really about the hobby. And then it's just now it's unbelievable where I'm seeing kids that I'm like, where are they getting this money? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're plopping down 10 grand on yeah. LeBron James or Mickey Mantle. I'm like, where are you? Nuts. How many paper routes do you have? You know, you know, it's crazy as you and I listen to, uh, you know, most people won't understand this, but you and I probably listen to the Phillies on KYW, right? You mm-hmm. listen to you listen to a game on a summer night. Uh, oh, yeah. Nothing like it. And uh, everything is now everything's in 30 second clips and one minute clips now. So it, yeah. it's it's just fast paced. Fast. You and I can take a long time to a year or so, however long it took you to make the 72 set complete you know, these guys want it done now. And then right. once it's done, they want to get rid of it. So it's, and you know, there's no right or wrong way. My son is part of that generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're just, we go at a different pace, right? Right. Yeah. It's the, the whole joy is the, is the adventure of, yep. you know, the ride of getting there. That's what the whole thing of collecting is about. So I want to ask you a little bit about that, right? Cause you have a lot going on from your, from your YouTube channel. You're how many different sets are you working on? Like your PSA registry here. <laughs> uh, and there's gotta know. be some overlap, right? There's gotta it, be oh, one yeah. knocks off a couple. I would say at least 40 or 50 PSA set registries. Wow. That's crazy. Because the cards I'll put into a certain set, then I see that they belong to another set. <laughs> that I can put them in. Like if I get a card for my 300 gray card set, and I'm like, that belongs in the post-war rookie set too. Right, right. Oh, that belongs in the 67 Hall of Fame. Put them in. Yeah, it's crazy. And next thing man. you know, I, I'm up to like 40 sets without even trying. I'd hate oh, to see your bookmarks on God. your computer, man. It's, it's insane. I need yeah. a couple monitors. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so sometimes. 
that that may have been a hard question for me to answer, but you have to have an answer for this one. How many hats and jerseys do you have? And how, how many different teams? Come on, I see you change costumes every time. Oh, uh, let's see. I got the uh, Orioles from the seventies. I got the A's from the seventies. I got the Philly A's from nineteen twenty nine. Yankees seventy five Red Sox. I probably own about a dozen different teams. Okay. And the hats. Uh, I just right? got a. Get the I just got a uh, yeah. I got, got a, a. Just bought an eighty four Padres Tony Gwynn jersey. Perfect. Um, is that that's more like was that brown pinstripe? That's or the brown the, with the yellow. That's the brown with the yellow <laughs> sleeves, probably or something. I want right? to get an old Astros jersey with like yeah. uh, Cesar Cedeno or something. Yeah, yeah, or uh, Jose Cruz, somebody <laughs> exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're gonna. Th- th- these are the questions here that people are gonna judge you on. Okay. Uh, your Bill Buckner card. You mm-hmm. had you had a chance. You had it in your hands, and it, and you, and it got away. Uh, one through uh, your legs. What do you think? Do you have one of those? Yeah, oh, yeah, I did. I definitely had one of those. I, I would have to say it was a chance that I, I could have got a, a Pete Rose rookie. Oh, a sixty-four, um, eh? Sixty-three. Top That's a sixty-three. Is that yeah. the floating head? A floating head. Yeah, yeah. And it just in the past couple of years has gone through the roof, and now it's like I'm completely priced out. Even if I wanted a PSA one, <laughs> right? That's I mean, crazy, I, I was just like, "Oh, I got time to get that. I got time to get that. I'm right. finishing other projects first, and now, you know, I'm kicking myself." So, yeah, Pete right. Rose, who I love because he helped my '80 Phillies win the World Series. So, yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, he's revered in Philadelphia. There's no doubt about yes. it. You know, we're we're an odd bunch anyway, and and we <laughs> perfectly accept Pete Rose warts and all. All right, blown save. You mentioned you don't sell anything, but did you have a card you had? Uh, you actually had and you lost, sold, traded? Yeah, I would say I, I sold my Mike Trout rookie two years oh, ago. Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah, wow. I sold it for $650. And I, wow. I, I, because I wasn't in the modern that much, I'm thinking there's no way this is going to, you know, this guy could fall out of bed and break his ankle tomorrow. And, or, uh, you know, something could happen to him. I'm more into vintage. I'm going to use that money to buy more more vintage. And now the card's like $5,000. He's a local <laughs> guy too, right? And he's a Jersey boy. Yeah. Too, yeah. So, you know. Unreal. I'm going to tell you a little story. I don't know whether you, uh, I'm re- recording this, uh, the weekend at the Philly show happened in Valley Forge. Uh, mm-hmm. I went Friday. Um, I was able to purchase a collection this week, uh, oh. of Nolan Ryan cards. I wanted, essentially I wanted the 68 to 69 and, uh, the three seventies that he's featured nice. on. Right. So, I went back and forth for three weeks with this guy. His aunt worked for Tops, so as a sweetener, you know the price he wanted, he wanted. But as a sweetener, uh, he showed me a list of boxes he had, and one was a 2011 uh, Tops update uh, hobby box. So I, I had that for three hours on Friday before I sold it this, at this show this weekend. So my son, my son wanted to open it, of course, right? And I'm like, listen, man, you know this is. This is none of our business. We just pass it while driving from here over to there. And uh, I, I made a deal. So, so it, it worked yeah. out well and, and uh, yeah, it worked out well. So anyway, uh, sorry about that. I, 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 right. I, I got off track there. Coffin card. All right. What goes into the coffin with you? Some people say nothing goes with them, but I, I have my card. What is your card that goes in the coffin with you? Oh, my Schmidt rookie. 73 Schmidt, huh? Yep. Not the Ron Say rookie. Yeah. The Ron Say too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. And from there, our uh, 1v1 with Ray became 1v0 as the technology uh, ended up abandoning me and I was not able to recover the rest of our file despite uh, trying to spend all day doing so uh, today. Uh, 
Ray, as you as you heard there, mentioned that he uh, his coffin card would be the seventy three Mike Schmidt uh, that shares a uh, a uh, card with Ron Say. Um, Ray, big super fan of Mike Schmidt. Obviously, I, I asked uh, Ray to take a swing for the cycle here. Most iconic baseball, football, basketball, and hockey cards. Uh, him and I were both in agreement to Mickey Mantle in 1952 um, because of what Mickey Mantle has meant to our industry. His cards never seem to dip, uh, keep going up, keep going up. So, uh, you know, Hannes Wagner would have been a choice there as well. But for uh, Ray, it was Mickey Mantle, a uh, wise choice there. For, for football, he chose Jim Brown, the 62 tops Jim Brown rookie card. Uh, basketball, he went with Dr. J, Julius Irving. Uh, his 72 tops card with the Virginia Squires, which is a beautiful card and a, uh, you know, apropos for a beautiful player. And uh, he mentioned Bill Barber of the Flyers, big fan of the Flyers, won a couple of Stanley Cups in the 70s uh, as Ray was growing up. So big influence there. A uh, couple of shout outs Ray gave were to his local uh, card shops, Media Card and Sports and Carl's Cards, both in Delaware County. Um, he has a YouTube channel, Ray from Philly. And uh, more importantly, he is the uh, the founder of the Baseball Card Hall of Fame, which uh, absolutely is an amazing idea that I'm surprised hadn't been thought of earlier. And uh, more importantly, surprised that the Baseball Hall of Fame itself has not gotten behind this because, uh, yeah, they do display cards there, but you know, they owe a huge debt of gratitude to the to our hobby uh, in general uh, for many many years. So. Uh, Ray's Baseball Carter Hall of Fame. He can be, again, you can view his recent unveiling uh, of the honorees at uh, Ray from Philly on YouTube. But they're looking for a little help there. You know, they're trying to to find a home for website design, something that looks classy as well as, uh, you know, really informative. Uh, Ray's YouTube channel itself is very, very informative. Uh, He he, uh, unveils his latest uh, PSA pickups as well as a lot of uh, historical information along with the player, nice video in the beginning and all that. So uh, it was an honor having Ray on, and, I, and I, I really couldn't appreciate more him taking time out of his day to, to discuss with me his, uh, you know, his background, his collection, and hopefully the future of the Baseball Card Hall of Fame is in great hands with him, uh, with with our support. So uh, that, that wraps up Episode 4, 1v1 with Ray Fornio, also known as uh, Ray from Philly. Uh, if you want to reach out to me with any questions, uh, comments, or suggestions, uh, I can be reached at that70scardshow at gmail.com, that70scardshow on Facebook, or at70scard on Twitter. These are all spelled out. Uh, no numbers again. So thanks for joining me again this week, and uh, please enjoy this playout by Mango Safari, and available on iTunes. Thank you. Thank you.